Go! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Episode Hello. 41, we're going to talk about 41. Man U. We're on our club by club, we're still on our club by club, we're trying to catch up desperately before the fantasy football season and the real life football season coincidentally starts on Saturday, and we have run face first into Old Trafford. Man United. Boy did that. Your boys. My old boys. Your old boys. Yeah. The nostalgia yeah. here. Yeah. So we're going to have a little chat about their transfers in. Uh, try and have a little kind of rudimentary. You may have noticed if you've listened to any more, we're not like statisticians or we can't be bothered with all that bollocks. We just sort of go with the flow and think, well, you know, we've got a little feeling about this guy or this guy's got a good run of games or something. Nothing too it's heavy. It's a bit of light-hearted yeah. fun. Bit of fun. Bit silly. Bit of we'll dumb. Bit of fun, bit of dumb. Yeah, we'll have a look at United's aims. Quick look, brief look. It's bite-sized chunks for you. Um, mostly due to our time constraints. But <laughs> and, uh, Yeah, just have a little chat around it. So let's dive straight in. Ian might uh, fire a fact or two at those of you who don't know anything about Man United and are thinking of supporting them or a new to fantasy or whatever. Like Manchester United are called Manchester United because... Manchester. Because they united several people in a club. Could be in a club. Yeah. Yes. They are, of course, let's just stat everyone knows, they are the most successful club of the Premier League era. Um, head and shoulders. Nearest rivals are, who are the nearest rivals? Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. So... There's a fact Best for you. football team of the world. Yeah, and your and as I said, <laughs> your boys, your old boys and current boys, um, when you're not flitting to Torquay. Yes. You could do the American thing and say that they are the world champions. Or uh, were the world champions of football. Well, you could do that. That was in 2008, though. <laughs> <laughs> they used to be amazing, and now they're just... Okay. Yeah, no, no, right. Uh, so no, yeah, right. something came up the other day. <laughs> I think we finished the podcast yesterday, and I clicked on a link uh, and said they're six goals off their ten thousandth goal in their 10, club history. Thousand goals. Yeah, and one hundred forty-one, wow. one hundred forty-two years of their club history, they're six away. So that's incredible. Someone with a double hat trick first game. Yeah, who's really? going to be? That'd be desperate to get the be the one who gets the ten thousandth goal for Man United. Imagine how weird it would be if there's like no fans. And it's a big celebration and they're like probably be as weird as Liverpool yeah. celebrating with no fans at Anfield, wouldn't it? Gutted, yeah. Such Shouldn't a mention feeling. Liverpool. Sorry, in a Man United <laughs> segment. Don't mention Liverpool. Uh, anyway, who have Man United brought in? Let's have a little look. They've uh, I think they re signed Agarlo on loan. Um, and they've got Donny van der Beek. At the time of recording, that's all Man United have done. Um, so, yeah, Van der Beek, I think that's a really good signing for them. What do you reckon? Central midfielder, played in the Ajax team for the past couple of seasons. Ajax team went deep in the Champions League. Little bit overshadowed by Frankie de Jong, but I thought de Beek was the, he was the workhorse, the guy who got up and down, and he's got, you know, he's really, what are you doing? Hmm? I was looking for De Beek in the midfield section. Oh, right. But yeah, he's not there. It's... Is it a fairly new one? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, Do they so... need another midfielder, though? 
Well, I think so, yeah. I mean, I know they're going for Sancho out wide, but I think Van der Beek gives them different options, like around formations and things like that. Um, Pogba, oh, I mean, what do you do about Pogba, <laughs> eh? I mean, divide is, uh, divides Man United fans, I think. Well, which side of the fence are you on? Do you like him or do you not like him? Uh, I think when he plays, he's amazing, but he's a bit of a prick, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> An accurate summation. I think that yeah. sums him up uh, yeah. very well. Yeah, do you think they should sell him if they yes. get a good offer? Yes. yes. He clearly doesn't want to be there. You think so? Yeah. Even, well, I mean, towards the end of last season, he started to show, like, maybe he did, but nah, get rid. Yeah. I think he's... Uh, they play him deep. I don't think he's he's good enough to... It, to me, he seems to be developing into an old-fashioned luxury player. <laughs> old-fashioned so, lazy gear. Yeah, so... <laughs> well, perhaps. I mean... <laughs> I think if Man United played like a four-four-two diamond with Pogba at the tip, that could really work. Um, with Van der Beek and Fernandez little deeper and Matic right at the base, you know I think that's that's a pretty decent looking midfield with the fullbacks bombing on to provide width, and then you want two forward men, and that's where your problem is really because I actually think Rashford. Martial and Greenwood are probably all in some regards like a deep line second striker mm. and they benefit from playing in a two with a bigger guy maybe like Higalo so so they all kind of fill the same role then I think possibly if they all had a shot at that role you would suddenly find that that probably is the best role for all of them um I don't think Rashford is quite a winger and he's not quite an out and out striker Martial, he got 23 goals last year, don't get me wrong. But still, sometimes he doesn't look like he's, you know, he's, he'd benefit from somebody else being up there with him, you know, a little bit more space. And Greenwood the same. I mean, dropping off, pushing on, it looks a lot like he's probably going to be at his best through the middle. So, I don't know, it's a tough one really, isn't it? Um also, we come back to the goalkeeper. I mean, Dean Henderson's come back in from Sheffield United. Looks a bit of a superstar while he was there. And David De Gea's had a bit of a ropey run, to say the least. What, what do you reckon about that? Do you think they should go with Henderson or De Gea? Uh, Henderson. Henderson. Give him some chances. Yeah, like you're saying, he was amazing, wasn't he? So, why would you not? He's had a really good couple of seasons. Yeah, why would yeah. you not keep on that? Because he's obviously going to be the future, isn't he? De Gea's probably not got too much left in him. Well, he's only 29. Well. He's, he's been around a long time. He was quite expensive, though, wasn't he? So. He was. It actually cast my mind back to a few years ago. I don't know how many Man United fans are going to want to raise the spectre of Jose Mourinho, but I believe that he wanted to sell three players in 20, 2018, I think, the summer of 2018. I mean, people, you correct us on Twitter if we're wrong, at football almost, but I believe... He wanted to sell David De Gea, Paul Pogba and Anthony Martial to raise money. Now, if you fast forward two seasons, would you say De Gea's, Pogba's and Martial's values have gone up, down or stayed the same? Have they done anything to suggest that maybe he might have been onto something and they should correct. have took the mega bucks that they could have got in 2018? Yeah. Rather than now, sort of thinking, oh, well, De Gea's had two very indifferent seasons. Pogba, I mean, has been all over the place for the past couple of years. He's he's turned up on the old game. And when he turns up, 
He's supremely talented. But then it's not worth it paying that amount of money for he might be good. Yeah, it's he's a bit of like a nanny situation where he's like, you know, he was kind of a one in four, one in five man where he'd turn up sort of, you know, but when he turned up, he was unplayable, yeah. scintillating. Surprisingly how accurate that is then. They want to sell those three players and... Yeah, and then you'd probably say if he'd have sold De Gea for like, a, a, I don't know, 90, 100 million to Real Madrid, Pogba for like 100 million-ish to somebody, Barca, Real Madrid at that point, and Martial for he, he wouldn't have gone for anywhere near that because he wasn't. Doing I mean, great even at if the time. even if he'd have been kept, that would have been fine. But you think what could he have done with like? And the uh, he looked he was looking at a few defensive options at the time, and one of them, or I think the primary one he was looking at was Harry Maguire. And Man United refused to buy him, and then end up buying him anyway two seasons later or a season later. <laughs> so it's great like, purchase. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, well, you know, it seems like he's pretty good in a dust up, doesn't it? So. <laughs> he can hold his own. Yeah. <laughs> and someone else's. <laughs> if he goes to Greek prison. <laughs> uh, funnies. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I think that's a good sign in anyway, going rewind into Van der Beek. And Igalo gives you something different up front. He's, he's more of a target man, a box player. They haven't really got that type of player other than him. Um, yeah, big season for Ole as well. This one, do you think this is the one where really we're going to find out what he's made of? Yeah, I think there's no more excuses, is there? Like the team's looking pretty strong. It's in a good place. Finished what third last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got no excuses left. It's going to have to be a good season, or he'll probably get shipped out. I guess somebody else will get a chance to manage him. Do you think they will ship him out? There? I mean, say they finish top four yeah. again. Are they? Do you think, think they're likely to get rid of him, or do you think they'll go for a bit of continuity, give him a little more money and a bit more time? I suppose it depends what the other managers are about, but I think in terms of like the fan service, that's definitely been done with him. Mm. So no one's gonna be pissed off if he gets the boot at the end of the season. No, well, they might. I mean, Even I though he's know. a legend of the club. Yeah, they could always keep him on doing something else, though, can't they? Yeah. Oh, what? Move him upstairs. That old one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> club legend. Um, I think it's a big season for him as well uh, you know United were average a lot of the way through the season and then they had a a really good post lockdown mm, it was, run all of a sudden wasn't it it was like you need to get these players in like. but I mean without trying to take too much away from them if you look at that run they didn't have the most difficult of runnings they probably had the easiest running on paper of anyone at the top and by the time they came to what you could argue is their toughest game I mean they drew away at Spurs they probably should have won that one but they drew and then probably their next hardest game or games were Sheffield United and Leicester and both of those teams had stinkers post the lockdown so by the time they rolled into Leicester they were on the downward spiral anyway so let's say I don't want to take too much away from them but can you really judge their progress by that short period of time? Or when you look at the season, you think, okay, they finished third. Lord knows how they finished third. And mm. it could be because everybody else was distinctly average across the board. I think, so. I think it needs to be another top three finish again this season. Yeah. I think that's fair. I don't think there'll be... Trophy? Um, probably like the FA Cup or something. Yeah. I could see, couldn't they need see, a trophy. Couldn't they? see Premier League. Can't see... Champions League. Mm. I mean, Man United can't. When was the last time they won a trophy? 2017? 
So it's three years already. You know, four years without a trophy is quite a starting to get quite a thing for a club itchy. of their size. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there we go. I think that's our, our thoughts on United. There anyway. What about fantasy wise? I think Bruno Fernandez was um, a fantasy god towards the end of last season. You see him hitting the ground running again. Yes, I've kind of been thinking Fernandez and Greenwood are the two that I'll probably get. Yeah. Um, yeah, after... Greenwood's been shipped back to midfield as well. You know, you've no, we've noticed we commented on it in some of the other club ones that they seem to have moved a lot of the forwards back into midfield on this fantasy. I mean, they have been, in fairness, playing there, but I think it's also by design to stop people just filling their midfield with goal scorers and their front line with other goal scorers. You know, you you really now have a choice to have Fernandez, to have Abamyang, to have. De Bruyne, do I have Sterling, do I have Salah, you know, it's it's uh, plenty of options, but Greenwood's gone up a little, but you know, 7.5 million is still quite a modest price for for someone who's on his particular run. Yeah, so I can see a couple of games in, swapping some players, getting probably two Man United guys in, probably yeah. those two. Super job, what about the back? Uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> Wan-Bissaka. He'd be the yeah. only one I think I'd go for. You did for. like Wan Bissaka last season. I did, yeah. He was yeah. good. Because, well, Maguire, but probably Wan Bissaka. Wan Bissaka, he's a good defender, isn't he? He looks like he got the most points as well last season. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd probably go him if I. They start getting loads of clean sheets and smash him in there. It's not too expensive. Yeah. And you never know, David De Gea might reach his world beaten best now he's got some legitimate. Defenders? <laughs> yeah. Well, some legitimate. You know, um, competition as well from Henderson come back, and that's not taking anything away from Sergio oh, Romero because yeah. he's a good keeper. But you think that'll raise his game because yeah. he'll want to stay in the first lot of first I team. think he knows that he's you know if he has a couple of gaps, he's probably on the bench. There's no doubt about it. I think he's the incumbent. I can't see Henderson starting. I think they'll stick with De Gea, um, and then slowly bring him on as and like then a see what he does like. Basically, it's your shirt, David. It's up to you to keep it. If you don't screw it up, you're going to keep it. But then they run the risk of losing Henderson. So, But you can't have it all, can you? You can't have two number ones in your team. You have to have a number one and a number two. Exciting so, times. Yeah. So anyway, so we've gone with... Uh, I think Donny van der Beek's worth a punt as well. He's seven million. That's pretty good. Yeah. And he's a good player. I think he's a definitely... As a... I was saying earlier, his energy to get up and down the pitch, his defensive qualities, the fact that he's got great technique as well, and he can open up and not creatively open up the defence and things like that. And he's got a goal or two in him, so he's definitely the sort of player they want. With him and Fernandez up and down, Matic screening and Pogba not having to do anything, I think that could really work for Man United, be a really good formation. That's this armchair arsehole's opinion anyway. Um, so yeah, shall we wrap it up there then? Love it. I think that was and quite say, good. Yeah, and say good luck to the Man United fans, both in fantasy and in the real world. Um, Top three finish. Best of luck for the season. Get a trophy. Sorted. Job done. <laughs>